God bless you, and welcome to the Defending the Message podcast. I'm your co-host, Pastor Jesse Smith. Today in episode 27, I'll be again recording solo as Brother Amen was unavailable for this recording. He and I hope to record another podcast together in a few weeks by the grace of God. In today's podcast, we're going to complete part two on the topic of Are You the Message? Yesterday on March 28th, I put out part one, and so today I'll finish this subject with a part two. In part one, we covered a message definition is essential. Then we covered defining the message and ended with Bible uses of the word message. Here in part two, we'll cover six foundational quotes from Brother Branham that help us define the message. And lastly, we'll look at the written epistles question. So let's begin with six foundational quotes that help define the message. The first foundational quote is what I call the think it through quote from Brother Branham. This quote comes from Questions and Answers Part 3, 1964. Brother Branham is asked if he is more than a man since he can create and Jesus can look just like Brother Branham. I love Brother Branham's answer. He says, you're so close to being the truth, yet you're so far from the truth. And he tells the people, They're close to making an antichrist statement. But Brother Branham explains he's just anointed with his spirit and doesn't have the fullness of the anointing like Jesus had because the Bible said in Colossians chapter 1 and Colossians chapter 2 that the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in Christ bodily. So Jesus had the fullness of the Holy Ghost anointing, but we have the Holy Ghost anointing in a small measure. And I'll only play a portion of this quote because this is a long quote, and I'll play the parts that help us understand this topic by God's grace. Let's listen to the quote. Please explain. People are saying Brother Branham is more than a man. He can create. And Jesus can look just like Brother Branham. Now, let me, the person said this, whoever it might be. I don't know. But I am your brother. See, Jesus is your Savior. I cannot be your Savior, for he has already saved you. Now, you're so close to being the truth there, and yet so far from the truth, the person that told this person this, that's just a... Now, Brother Branham, uh, could Jesus look like you, or you be Jesus, or something like that? One sense the word, that's exactly the truth. Another sense the word is an antichrist. That's the difference between right and wrong. To make me the person of the Lord Jesus Christ would be an antichrist. See? For that person of the Lord Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the majesty on high and will come again in great power and glory. But for his life that was in him being upon me and upon you who have him, it's exactly the truth. And you become Christ. Remember my message on Messiahs? See, you are, the word Messiah means uh, the anointed one. Now, you are, if you have the Holy Spirit, you become the anointed one. See, then there's all kinds of anointed ones. Now, watch if it's a Bible anointed one. Now, remember, we are not the word, but we are the word. Now you got it? Jesus was not God, but he was God. He was a man, yet he was God. 
Now you understand? We are not, we are Messiahs, but not that Jesus. He is our Father. We're just anointed with His Spirit, and that's the reason His life, and that gets people. See, if you don't sit and think it through, it gets people to believe, well, this guy would be the Messiah. Sure he is. This one over here could be. They both are. See? Well, how can there be two of them? There's thousands of them. So now that we've heard that quote, remember, friends, we have to think it through when we're making a declaration. Perhaps it would be a new declaration. In this case, we must think it through when people say, you are the message. That's so close to the truth, but yet it's so far from the truth. For example, what if somebody told you, you know, brother, or you know, sister, you really need to go study the message more. What does that mean? Does that mean you need to study my life more because I am the message? Of course not. What we mean is, Listen to Brother Ram's tapes. Read your Bible. Because the message is the scriptures the Holy Ghost is fulfilling right now. And remember, friends, Brother Ram said, one sense of a word can be truth, but then another sense of the same word could be an antichrist. So that's what Satan's trying to do. Satan's trying to make message people exalt themselves so they get glory. But the Bible said God will not share his glory with anyone else. So friends, when we hear preachers preach, if we're Hearing something new, we got to make sure we set and think it through, like Brother Branham says, so we don't go overboard on a thought and start believing in Antichrist's thought. Now, closely related to this first foundational quote is this statement by Brother Branham when he says, Prophets are the Word of God. So I'm going to play a quote from The Way of a True Prophet from May 13, 1962. Brother Branham says, The prophet is the Word of God because he's carrying the Word of God. But then the month before, Brother Branham said, prophets wasn't the word, but the word came to them. Now, this is such an important topic because Jeffersonville and the Voice of God company say, Brother Branham is the word of God because he's a prophet. And then they make every word of Brother Branham, thus saith the Lord, because Brother Branham said, a prophet is the word of God. So this is the quote, Voice of God in Jeffersonville has not sat and thought through as Brother Branham told them. Jeffersonville has taken an antichrist spirit by calling every word Brother Branham said, thus saith the Lord. They've made Brother Branham infallible by saying every word he said was thus saith the Lord. So let's begin by listening to the first quote from The Way of a True Prophet of God. He only goes in the name of the Lord. For one thing, he's got a, a mission and he's sent out of the Lord. And he is the word of God because he's carrying the word of the Lord. That is a true prophet of the Lord. My text is the way of a true prophet of God. So in one sense of the word, yes, the prophet is carrying the word of God, but he is not fully the word of God. A human prophet is is not 100% God. Again, if he's born again in the soul, he has a measure of God's spirit, as the Bible says. But he is not 100% divine nature. Now let's listen to the quote from the Restoration of the Bride Tree one month previous when Brother Branham said, Prophets wasn't the word, but the word came to them. And then he says, Jesus was the word because Jesus was the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Let's listen to the quote. They wasn't the word, but the word come to them. 
he was God himself. So I like this quote from Restoration of the Bride Tree, where Brother Bram says, The prophet is not the word, but the word comes to him. This is the best way to say it regarding Brother Branham or St. Paul or any other prophet, or else you get unbalanced like Voice of God recordings and the Branham Tabernacle today, and then you make every word of Brother Branham, Thus saith the Lord, but that's Antichrist. There's numerous times Brother Branham said, This is not the Lord, this is just me. Brother Branham said there's mix-ups on the tapes. So I hope these examples with this first foundational quote and these quotes about prophets being the word have helped clarify more on this subject for you. Now we see the importance and necessity of understanding quotes. Friends, most people in the message don't seek understanding. They don't study enough, nor do they pray for revelation. They just want an easy believism. They don't want to understand because it takes too much time. And friends, I think many people are just consumed with the cares of this world. And they only spend time with God at church. And that's really sad. But God commands us to grow in wisdom, judgment, and understanding, as we showed in part one. And that's what will separate the wise virgin from the foolish virgin. Wise virgins understand the will of God and do not exalt themselves in pride. That's according to Ephesians 1, 7, and 8, where the Bible said God has abounded toward us in all wisdom. Colossians 1, verses 9, 10, and 11 where Paul prays that we might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, and we would be increasing in the knowledge of God. We see the same thought in Philippians 1, verses 9 and 10. Paul prayed our love would abound, and we'd have more knowledge and all judgment, so we could approve things that are excellent. So this is why we approve of truth that has been rightly divided, but we disapprove of lies coming out of Jeffersonville and other churches that call themselves the greatest Christians of all time, and so forth. Second Peter 3, verse 18 says, We're to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We can't get stagnant as message believers. We've got to rightly divide the word of truth. We've got to prove all things. Study ourselves approved unto God. The second foundational quote is that Brother Branham said, The message was not his message. So if every word is thus saith the Lord, friends, then Brother Branham's message was not his own. If the message was not his own, how could he be one with the message? So you can see, again, that thinking falls apart. Brother Branham could not be the message and then not have the message. And we'll also look at another quote where Brother Branham says the message was his message. So we learn from this that in one sense, the word or message that Brother Branham preached wasn't his message because it did not originate from his own mind. The message originated from the mind of God. But then in another sense, it was his message to preach as the seventh church age messenger, as the fourth Elijah anointed prophet to the Gentiles. So let's listen to the quotes. Oh, word believers, give in to my message. Hear me. Not my message, but his message. That he firmly declares to be the truth. That was from Birth Pains, 1965. And now the next quote is from A Shame, 1965. Brother Branham says he's like Eliezer, Abraham's faithful servant, and he says that's right with his message, pulling out the bride. I close my eyes. Just let the Bible fall off and put my finger on the scripture. Genesis 24-7. Eliezer, Abraham's faithful servant, the model servant of the Bible, being sent to hunt the bride for Isaac. Chills run over me. Sure, that's, my, that's right with the rest of the message. Yeah. Pulling out the bride, he said, swear that you'll not take a bride out of these. 
So let's do as Brother Branham said. Let's think it through. Brother Branham said the message wasn't his. Well, that makes sense in one sense because it did not originate from Brother Branham. It came from God. But in another sense, it was his message to preach that was his calling from God. It was his duty from God to preach the Bible promises for his day. Now, the third foundational quote is Brother Branham separated himself from being the message. This quote is from Look Away to Jesus, 1963. Brother Branham said, I may not do it, but this message will introduce Jesus Christ to the world. He said, the message will go on. Let's listen to the quote. I may not do it, but this message will introduce Jesus Christ to the world. For as John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming, so is the message to forerun the second coming. And John said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So it's it paralleled it in every way, and I know it will. the message will go on. Friends, now let's think this quote through. Like Brother Branham said, this quote shows Brother Branham was not the message because he said, I may not do it. And then remember in the previous quote, Brother Branham said it was not his message. So we got to balance all these quotes and rightly divide the word of truth. So this quote again proves Brother Branham was not the message. He was a carrier of the message, but he was not the message. Brother Branham makes it clear the message would go on, but he would not go on. In other words, he would die. And friends, that's exactly what happened. Brother Branham passed away in 1965, but the message has gone on, and you and I have received it by the grace of God. Here's the fourth foundational quote. Brother Branham says, take the message into your heart. This is from the Token Sermon, September 1st, 1963. Let's listen to the quote. Don't just come this far and say, I believe the message. You obey the message. Come into Christ. So I believe every word said, Brother Branham, that's good, but that's just, that's just being able to read. Take the message, take it into your heart that you must have the token, the very life that was in Christ being you. When I see that, I will pass over you. Now, friends, think this quote through. Brother Bram said, take the message, take it into your heart. How can I take myself into my own heart? I can't because I'm not the message. I'm a carrier of the message. So based upon this quote, here's four things we have to gain from the quote. The message is Christ or the Holy Spirit, since the corporal body of Jesus is in heaven. Brother Ram said, come into Christ. Well, we can't come into Jesus' corporal body up in heaven, but we can come into the body of Christ by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Second, Christ's message can be on paper or the Word of God in written form. Remember, Brother Branham said, that's just being able to read. This shows the absolute can be in two forms, spirit and letter. The Holy Ghost is the absolute in spirit form, but the Bible, the Word of God, is the absolute in letter form. So that's where some people stumble today. They don't realize the absolute has another form. It has the Holy Spirit form and also has the written form. Because Brother Branham said, the Word of God was his absolute. Brother Bram never said, my tapes are the absolute. Third, you have to obey the messenger who is pointing you to receive Christ. If I am the message, why do I need to obey anything? I already am the message. So that makes no sense, friends. we got to sit down and think it through. And fourth and finally, the message is on paper and is spirit. We take the spirit into our heart or soul, not the paper form of the message. So based upon this quote, you cannot be the message because you are not the token, which is the message, and you cannot receive yourself, 
and you are not Christ. Christ is the sender of the message. The fifth foundational quote is where Brother Bram says the message will be right with us. This quote is from Questions and Answers Part 2, 1964. Brother Bram's talking about the future home, and he says you won't have to drive over from Birmingham to hear the message. The message will be right with us then, won't it? So friends, think it through. How can the message be right with us if we are the message? That doesn't make sense. But first, let's listen to the quote. Oh, brother, that'll be a real day. You won't have to drive over from Birmingham to hear the message. The message will be right with us, Sam, won't it? Oh, it'll be a, it'll be a wonderful, wonderful time. We're looking for that day. God hasten it to come. That great city sitting there. I see it will not, you think, 1,500 miles high? That's what the Bible said. Now, based upon this quote, friends, you cannot be the message because, first, you are not the message in the future home. Second, the message will be heard from the lips of Jesus Christ in the future home, making Jesus the sender of the message and his word the message. And third, the message was being preached by Brother Branham in different cities around the U.S. So the message was the word of God shared from God through Brother Branham to us. And if the people were the message, why were they driving from city to city or state to state to hear themselves? That makes no sense. The people were driving from city to city because they wanted to hear the message, more revelation from the Holy Ghost about the scriptures God was fulfilling in their day. The sixth and final foundational quote is from the Rapture Sermon 1965, wherein Brother Bram defined the message. I love this quote. Brother Branham says, The message is God's promise of the hour. It's the Bible promises God was scripturally vindicating in Brother Branham's life. Let's listen to the quote. Many of the strangers perhaps hear these men get up and make these remarks about a message of this hour and so forth. What they are getting at is God's promise of this hour that he promised what he would do and we seem scripturally vindicating just exactly what he said he would do in the same manner foretold it's just exactly perfectly each time because it's God saying it now based upon this quote you cannot be the message because first the message is the Bible verses God was vindicating in brother Ram's time just like the verses God was vindicating in the prophet Paul's ministry in Acts 17 verse 11 the hearers of the message in Paul's day were the Bereans and they could search the scriptures daily to make sure Paul's message lined up with the Old Testament message and it did because it was the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. The same is true today. We heard Brother Branham's message, then we searched the scriptures daily to confirm Brother Branham's message was the right message. Second, the Bible verses of Brother Branham's message were foretold up to 2,000 years ago, well before any of us were born. So we cannot be the message because we weren't even here 2,000 years ago. And third, the message is what God said, which all of God's word has to be, thus saith the Lord, but very little of what we say is thus saith the Lord, so we cannot be the message. Finally, let's look at the written epistles question. Friends, after I wrote a podcast about these statements where preachers were calling themselves the message, a dear brother, a precious pastor, asked me a question about 2 Corinthians 3, 1 through 3. And it was a great question. He said, do these verses prove we are the message? So let me read them first. 2 Corinthians 3, 1 through 3. Do we begin again to commend ourselves, or need we, as some others, epistles of commendation to you, or letters of commendation from you? 
Ye are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. So this is a great scripture and a great question. I highly respected this question because the Bible says we are declared to be the epistle of Christ, the letter of Christ. Now my reply was, no, these verses do not prove we are the message. First, if we are the message, then we would have to deny the previous six quotes on this podcast. For example, the sixth quote from the rapture in 1965 said the message was God's thus saith the Lord foretold promises. If we think it through, friends, we are not God's thus saith the Lord foretold promises. And if we were, then we would have to believe everything every one of us said who believed this message and say everything we said was thus saith the Lord. But we all know we're fallible creatures. I am not infallible. No one is infallible outside of Jesus Christ. And like the previous quote Brother Branham said, where they had to drive from Birmingham to other cities to hear the message, they weren't driving to see themselves. They weren't driving to hear themselves. They were driving to hear more of the message, more of God's promised truths for their day. So getting back to 2 Corinthians 3, 1 through 3, in the context, this means Paul was saying preachers carried letters of recommendation with them when they were traveling and meeting new believers in different home churches or gatherings. And Paul said the lives of the believing Corinthians were his letters of recommendation. So Paul didn't need to carry letters of recommendation because the believers he preached to were his living written epistles. Now, friends, this scripture does prove our lives are like letters of recommendation for those that preach to us the word of life or the message of the hour. So again, this scripture shows we are carriers of the message, but we cannot be the message because we are fallible. We do not always represent Christ and obey him. Plus, we have six other quotes we read earlier that prove we are not the message. So friends, see, sometimes scriptures are so close, but yet so far away, as Brother Branham said. And let me go back to this previous example. I'll close with this. If I say, I am the message, and then I say, yet yeah, you need to go study the message, this is a deceptive comment because it doesn't make sense. If I say, I'm the message, and you need to study the message, then essentially you're saying, you need to study my life. You need to hang around me and study me. So in that sentence, I am the message, yet you need to study the message. The word message has lost its definition, and that's the same deception as someone saying, God is three persons, yet one God. The word person has lost its meaning. So friends, we cannot say we are the message. We need to tell people, you need to receive the message. The message is Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, and all the other scriptures God is fulfilling in this day. So I want to thank God for his strength to rightly divide the word of truth, I want to thank God for his simplicity and ask God to help us continually show humility. Well, we've come to the end of this podcast, friends. Now, these two latest podcasts have paved the way for the next topic, which is 26 Bible verses Brother Branham used to define the message. By God's grace, I've been teaching our children in our church these truths in our Sunday school classes, which are basically our 3 p.m. Sunday services because we don't have any Sunday school teachers other than myself. Now, friends, there could be more than 26 Bible verses. I'm sure there's more than 26. But as of right now, that's how many I've found. And Brother Branham uses all these verses to define what the message is. So Lord willing, maybe next week or in a little while, I'll be able to make the podcast or videos on this topic. God bless you, friends, as the Holy Ghost anoints you to defend the gospel of Jesus Christ. As Paul also said in Philippians 1 verse 17, 
he said, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel.